This is Square Pizza, cooked up by Shermco. Hey everyone, uh, another Friday, COVID week 12 updates. I want to talk today about re-entry of schools and schools reopening. Um, so seeing a lot of plans uh, and sometimes not seeing any plans, particularly from the state of North Carolina right now, uh, they were supposed to come out with one uh, this week and then um, said it wasn't ready. And so now I think we're delayed a week or two as these plans, at least in North Carolina, are being finalized, but there are also um, a few other states are ahead of the curve, if you will. So I wanna offer kind of two um, two points and then five kind of recommendations that we would make that if, if our team were, was leading a school district or um, a charter management organization of the first five steps we would do. Um, so the two kind of uh, tenets, I would say, or pillars, what's really important. Number one is that, you know, these plans must have and take into account um, equity plans for uh, for race and socioeconomic status as well as students. And so these plans must kind of be built from a lens um, focused on equity in, in, in those two particular ways, but other ways as well. So that's number one. Uh, the second kind of tenet or pillar we would say is, you know, we're kind of working under the assumption that uh, state required or the number of required days for students um, will be lifted or drastically reduced um, as well as state testing. And so state testing may happen, um, but likely won't. And if it does happen, it will look much differently than what it has in, in previous years for a number of reasons. Okay, so those two disclaimers, um, we feel really important about the five things, five, five things we would do. Number one, uh, co-creating with families and with educators. So, so many of these plans right now that as we're talking to people across the country, um, our uh, state boards of education, our uh, policymakers, um, great, but not talking to families that are going to be responding to these plans and going to these schools and probably sending their kids to these schools. And also we're not seeing many states engaging principals, school districts and teachers and school district leaders and teachers. Uh, so if we were in charge, number one would be requiring that <clears throat> we're working and not even just listening and surveying. That's step one. The next part about after surveying is then co-creating with the people you're seeking to serve uh, to make sure that these plans make sense. But number two, that their expertise and lived experience are at the table. So that's number one. Number two, uh, we'd be planning for 8A, B day schedules um, in terms of like all students or half of the students going on an A day and the next half of the students going on a B day in one particular school. And the only amendment to that would be different shifts. And so half of the students in a school going from 7 a.m. to 11 a.m. or so, and the next shift coming from one to five. Don't really see school happening um, consecutively, if you will, in terms of a normal bell schedule with transportation and with a full school, given the requirements and the recommendations from CDC. Uh, so again, number two, we'd be planning for 8 B day uh, or 8 a a week be week uh, in terms of how students and teachers will be coming to school um, each each day or each week. Uh, thirdly, third is what we do is be building blended learning and virtual learning in. So no matter what, it's going to have to happen at some point. Um, this the urgency of this has just been, um, you know, gas has been poured on it for lack of better words. 
um, because now it's, it's going to be required for any model of education. And so we would be making sure that um, we were raising money to support hotspots at home. Um, we were doing the best we could with families to engage them with what else they need besides hotspots and resources and probably one-on-one -on -one support from teachers. Um, but we would be directing our teachers to be building these lessons and these materials that make sense virtually as well. Um, because even if we go back to school in some resemblance, uh, blended learning is going to be critically um, important for that. Fourth, share this plan with your entire families, with all the families, all the students, and all the teachers. Um, so not only are you then co-creating with them along the way, you're putting your plan together, presumably now and in early July, uh, and then you need to share it with families to continue to get feedback around what makes sense, what doesn't make sense, um, what apprehensions they have, because they will be the ones using this plan. Uh, and families have a number of things happening with students in different grade levels, students in different schools, um, children at home that they may need to watch or find childcare for. And so this is gonna take a lot of communication, 10X the amount of communication than what normally happens, uh, I would say, in a school year or prepping for the launch of a new school year. So sharing this plan will happen and need to happen as, as much as possible. The fifth one, five, uh, scenario planning. So likely all these great things we said will be great and will be helpful, uh, but there a wrench will be thrown into the plan and you're gonna need to call an audible. And so once kind of this main plan is solidified, uh, we would be looking at plan B and plan C if they're remote again for the rest of the year, if um, school is back um, in a traditional sense, and then we can you know, no longer lean on blended learning as much, that was less likely to happen. Um, and then probably a plan D to just really be preparing for something we can't even think about, like another global pandemic or something like that. Um, so those are five things that our team would do if we were leading a district or a large charter management organization or one single charter school. Um, there's many buckets obviously below some of those recommendations, but if nothing else, as we're waiting for states to come out with their official quote unquote recommendations, um, if we were in charge, we think it's important that these leaders step up as, as many of them are, uh, but those in, in, uh, in charge in schools and working closely with families, uh, they have a lot of power and ability to connect with families and students and teachers to ensure these plans are being put together um, and that they're doing a way that makes the most amount of sense and serving everybody that they can. We hope that helps. I will, we will, I will. The collective. Hey guys, this is Greg. Thanks again for checking out the podcast episode. Uh, feel free to show us some love on social media. So Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, at Shermco, S-C-H-E-R-M-C-O, and hashtag Square Pizza Pod. I uh, would love to see your reviews and connect with you there. Stay in touch for the next episode.